Hello, and good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to this. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Absolute Gaming Podcast. Uh, I am your host today, uh, the Ash Kona 9, and with me on the podcast, I have Joby Juan. Welcome, Joby. How's it going, mate? All right, it's nice to be back. Yeah, yeah, good to have you back, Power 2. Good to have you back. And we've also got a special guest on the show today, um, and that comes in the form of Red Rhino. Hello, pal. How are you? Hi, fellas. I'm good. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, good to have you on board. Um, right, just to give you a bit of an outline for those listening, uh, we're going to start off with the Prem, as always, uh, and then we're going to have a look at the Championship, uh, League One, and we're going to get Rhino's thoughts and his predictions uh, from the start of the season and how that's gone so far this uh, this season gone. And then we're going to have a look, look at the transfers and the BFAs. Uh, we're then going to go on to the golf, and Rhino's going to talk a little bit about the golf so far um, and a bit of a general overview. We're then going to do a little bit of a, uh, a getting to know Rhino, uh, so, you know, what he does for a living, hobbies and all that. Um, and then we've got some listeners' questions that we'll uh, we'll answer that we've been handed in from the, uh, from the community. And then we'll see where we go from there. So... Without further ado, let's make a start and talk of the Premiership. So I'll, I'll just run down the Premiership just to, uh, you know, for those uh, who uh, don't know who's where. So Belonga tops the league at the moment. He's unbeaten, won six out of six, followed by Joe. Uh, Jaminator, who obviously is not on today's podcast. He will be back on the next one. He sits in third. And then Aaron follows fourth. And then it's Leon Tans, Bertie. Burger Boy, iBud, Paul and Buncey. Now, obviously, you know, neither, well, all three of us, uh, none of us are premiership players. Um, you know, we, so we're all out on the outside looking in um, into it, into the league. Uh, it, is there anywhere there that surprises you uh, in terms of where they're at? Uh, I'll start with you, Rhino. Um, you know, I mean, Bertie, he's in seventh at the moment, you know, won two and lost two. Is that a shock for you? Um, a little bit, I guess. I think looking at those names in that division, I normally try and avoid playing any of those if they're in parties. Um, and uh, yeah, Bertie did very well at the end of last season to escape relegation. Um He's won two, lost two, and I think, yeah, he's, he's in a reasonable position at the moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Joby, uh, is there anyone there in that league that stands out? Anyone that you're thinking is having a really good season or one that perhaps is having a bit of a disappointing season? I think the one you've got to be looking at at the moment is Paul Lowe's and Buncey. Obviously, um, both played six. Buncey's drawn one, lost five, and Paul Lowe's has only won the one. Um, Paul Lowe's is a strange one because one season he has a really good season, the next season he has a bit of a shocker. So it'd be interesting to see how he uh, how he ca- carries on. But the one, my one to watch, I'm going to give it to you now. My one to watch is Tans for this season. He hates the game. The game's apparently broken, yet he's class at it. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know where he's coming from when he's like, I, I can say the game's broken. I don't. I've not enjoyed it as much as I have the previous Fifas. But I'm winning and losing, you know, losing more than I'm winning at the moment. But Tans is uh, Tans is my one to look out for. He's only played two. He's won both. Um, I think it's going to be a tight one at the top uh, this season. It's nice to see uh, 
Jaminator up there. I mean, we he's not on the podcast. It'd be nice to give him some stick, but we can't really. He's sitting pretty up in third place. Um, there's plenty of time. Plenty of time to give Jaminator yep. stick. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and obviously, it's nice to see Leon as well. See how he's going to. Um, after his promotion into the Premier League, see how he gets on. It's uh, it's looking like it's going to be a nice, uh, well thought out Premier League this season. Uh, can I jump yeah. in, guys? Yeah. Looks to me like Belonga is looking to make a statement here. Six games played, won the lot, twenty eight goals, only five against. I agree that Tanz is going to be good. Um, I've seen some of his uh, results and event results. But he'll have to do well to uh, to knock Belonga off, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And just quickly on Belonga, you know, I mean, we always slate him. You know, he is in a bit of financial trouble this season in terms of he is at a loss on each match day. Um, so he needs to, you know, he either needs to attend events or do some transfer business, um, you know. But he, he's played six and one six. And you look at some of the scores he's done as well. I mean, his last five games, 6-1 against Buncee, 5-1 against Paul Lowe's, 3-0 against Paul, 6-2 against Joe, and 3-1 against Joe, and Joe is second in the league. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't think, he, you know, there's a long way to go in the season, you know, and I mean, you look at, played 6-1-6, and the last time we saw that, uh, with that sort of record and those sort of goals, was, um, you know, subs uh, a couple of seasons ago. It's, it, it's a long way to go, I think, you know, but he's, I would say Belonga is probably the... I was standout player in that league at the moment. He's got to be, hasn't he? You know, I think he's he's only conceded five goals as well, so he's not a leaking ship either. Um, but you know, Joe's up there, Jam's up there. Um, you know, Tans. Uh, well, Tans will say one thing and do another. Um, you know. It, there's a long way to go, but I think, you know, by the time the next podcast comes around, we might know a little bit more about who's, uh, who's in the race and who's faltered out. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's too early on in the season to really, uh, you know, rule anyone out of that league yet from, I would say, you know, top six, um, or so, but Belonga has uh, had a very good start to the race and hopefully he can uh, keep that going this season. Um, right, we'll move on to the championship next and uh, me and you, Joby, uh, obviously are in this division. So uh, I'll run from top to bottom. So at the moment, I occupy first place. Uh, I have played a couple of games more. <laughs> I didn't want to say say it like that, but um, I, um, I have played a couple of games more than uh, second place is Cookie. Um, you know, so there are that could well change by the time the games have all picked up and matched out. Um, so I am in first place. Cookie is in second. Wellser is in third, and then it goes Jizzle, Malian, Jeff, Joby, River, Danger Mouse, Storm, and Bry. Now. Joby, you moan and moan that the game's broke. You hate this FIFA. You've made that perfectly clear on a number of occasions. Um, But you're not in the bottom four. Yep. I mean, uh, it's a strange one, this one, for me. Uh, I can play... Like, Jay Lizzle's in our league, right? I lost 2-1 and 2-1 to him. Yeah. Now, we've had about 15, 20 friendlies, and they've either been 4-1 to me, 4-1 to him, Nil nil, one nil. You know, it's it, every game is completely different, and I think this is the way that my league's going to go. 
Um, I think I'm going to be too good to go down and I'm not going to be good enough to go up. So I'm going to be seventh, sixth or seventh, I think, is the where I'm going to finish at the end of it. Um, as I say, I'm trying to enjoy it and I'm sure I will by the end of it. But it's uh, it's a tough one at the moment. It's a tough league to be yeah. as well. It's Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some difficult, there's some good players in that league, you know. Um, Cookie, you know, Cookie returned to the leagues this season. Uh, he's a very good player, you know. I mean, he's won four and played four at the moment. So, you know, that, that says something. Obviously, you know, Welser, Jizzle, Malian, Jeff Anthony. Uh, that's not to credit anyone else that I haven't mentioned it. You know, River, yourself, Mouse, Storm and Bryle. Everyone in that league on their day can take points off anybody. Um, you know, and that's what I quite like about that league. You've got, you know, you look at the Premiership on the last, uh, you know, the last few seasons, you've had the same people that have run away and with it and uh, destroyed everyone in the league. I don't think you've got this in the Championship. I think you've got players that can play, you know, that can take points off each other on their days. Um, Rhino, obviously, we'll come to your division in a second. Um, but looking out as a member outside of the Championship, um, looking at the players in that league, who, who would you expect to uh, go up, and who would you, uh, more importantly, who would you expect to go down to uh, to the league? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm looking at those names, and I'm thinking I try and avoid him. I avoid him. They're all good players in there. <laughs> all good players. Uh, I'm I'm surprised Riverman is so low down with Surgeon Abbey. He scores about five against me every other night. Um, I think I think. Bry's only played one game, so it's difficult, or two games, so one match day, so it's difficult really to, to judge him from that. But I think he just escaped relegation last time. I think Storm not enjoying the game at all, not really playing it very much. Um, and I think you can see that judging by the league table. So I think those two will find it difficult, um, pretty much as the league table is. I think I think River's going to struggle in that um, in that sort of. League and uh, and possibly Joby. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Oh, it's been seen there. Well, we'll we'll, we'll find out in a couple of weeks' time where 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 uh, where the turn's taken. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I think you know Storm is in the bottom two at the moment, but he's a good player. He can be on. Uh, you know, he can. Uh, do well against anybody on his day. I say that because he's only won one game in the league uh, this season, and that's come against me. Um, <laughs> not, not that I'm bitter one, or anything no. like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, I have a bit of a mixed record against Storm. He's a bit of a bogey player at times for me. Um, but we had a we had a good couple of games um, together, and uh, yeah, I think if he can uh, if he can perform with his players and do well, I think he'll probably avoid the relegation. Whether he'll be good enough to push on for a higher up the table, we'll have to wait and see. I doubt it, but you know, I, I think he will avoid the relegation spot. Let's talk. But, let's talk yeah, about but, your front line, Ash. Have you got Adeboy? Have you stuck him back up front? Are you giving him his chance after he scored thirty odd goals for you in the first season? Yeah, I mean, uh, against different people, you know, obviously I have uh, Adebayor and uh, Krishna, who are my main two uh, centre forwards. Uh, both of them are a little bit uh, suited to uh, other people's uh, teams. You know, if I've got someone that's, uh, you know, Adebayor does better against, 
um, then I'll play him. And then obviously if there's someone that Krishna performs better against, I'll use them. Normally the first game is a good indication uh, or tell me what I need to do in the second or if I've played them in friendlies. Um, I, I, I have this season, so I've gone with Krishna uh, up front just because for me he's been a bit more effective and Adebayo is a good player to uh, bring on late in the game if you know I'm chasing a goal or needing to sort of just secure things up a little bit. Um, you know, whip the ball in the box, boom, job done. Um, yeah, I, I'm quite happy with my forward line, to be really honest with you. Um, you know, we we uh, got Saar, Guedes, and then obviously it's a mix of Adebayor and Krishna. So, it's done well for me. You know, 32 goals scored so far in the league this season. I hate saying it like that because it makes me sound like I'm bigging myself up. Um, hey, can I jump in yeah, and I, just mention one player on there? that I think should be higher at the league. Mr. Jizzle for Shizzle plays a lot of yes. FIFA. He seems to be on there the whole time looking for friendlies. I'm just thinking if he had less women in his bed, in his bedroom, he might concentrate a bit more and go higher at the table. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. I think I scored yeah. I scored two or three goals against him earlier on this morning when we was playing just because he was texting <laughs> some bird. I think that's what it was anyway. I think he just took his eyes off yeah. the screen for about two minutes. He was texting some bird. Hey, um, do, do you know on that theme, do you know what they do in our, in our league? Last no, season, Chad, we're playing a game. I go off to the fridge to get a refreshment, come back, and he scored a goal when I'm not even there. That's what happens in our division. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Filth. Absolute filth. Uh, what can you do, eh? Right. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> we'll move on now to League One. So I'll just run quickly down the league and then I'm going to hand over to Rhino, who's going to, uh, as, a, as a League One member, is going to give us uh, his thoughts on it so far. So Wince is currently top. Uh, he's on 20 points, having played uh, eight and won six of them, followed by Packfish Soggy. Rhino, is that correct? <laughs> the table's right. You're in fourth. Are you listening, Jam? Is Jaminator listening? <laughs> Is that right? I'll have to get Marcus to check the website. It must be broke. No, Rhino's in fourth, uh, followed by Pain Wales, then Diodex, uh, and then Harry is in seventh, followed by Burnsy, Worm, Wiz, and Tunners. Right, well, we can only go right over to one place, really. Uh, Rhino, you know, I, I know... Jam, who's been very critical of you in the past, you know, you're finishing bottom of the leagues, not gaining points, and, you know, you've played eight, won four, drawn two and lost two, and you're currently in fourth. Uh, what, what, what do you have to say to Jam now? Well, the first thing I want to say, not only to Jam, but the boy Payne Wales and Harry, you're below me. Um, that, those lads <laughs> won't be very happy about that. Um, there's a long way to go. I've, I've been playing people slightly lower down the leagues. I'm not getting carried away. Um, I was very, very fortunate in my uh, games last night against Turners, um, getting the full six points there. So I'm, I'm not getting carried away at all. But uh, it's nice to be above those boys, I can tell you. Um, shall, shall I just run down the, the yeah, guys quickly, each of yeah, them, yeah. and just give you a little bit of an insight? I did I did the pre-season... Um, a preview, of course, uh, and I've got that alongside me here, and it's pretty good, to be fair. So on the pre-season preview, I put Packfish top and Nguyen second, and they're obviously first and second in the league, as you just mentioned, albeit the wrong way around. Um, 
So th- those two guys are flying and will definitely, I think, be at the top from the end of the season. Uh, I haven't yet played them yet. So uh, um, the, the, the big surprise for me is that um, is that soggy vegetable. Um, I, had, I had him down in eighth. And uh, only because really I didn't know where to put him, to be honest. And uh, he never comes on the mic. So I don't really know a lot about him, <laughs> apart from his defensive tactics. Um, he's up there in third after some great results. So uh, fair play to him. He did the double over Harry, 3-2 and 4-0 recently. So, um, yeah, it looks like he'll be staking a claim for the uh, for the playoffs. Um, then you've got Payne and uh, Diadex. I mean, I've got to say something about Diadex. Um, that guy, is he, he came above me last season, uh, which I was very frustrated about. Um, he's a perennial sort of loser, if you like, in these FIFA leagues. And um, he's improved a lot. Now, last night, he's, he's been really poorly. And... Uh, there was a bit of a race on to, to get all the league fixtures done quickly so we can get a BFA. And uh, he played his matches against Emotional Worm. Uh, Emotional Worm was a big, big favourite. And, and Dio thrashed him. Um, I think it was 6-1 in one of the games. So Diodex has improved uh, quite quite a lot this season. Um, he's beaten me already. Took four points off me um, in the league. So, yeah, Dio's doing very well. Uh, Harry always beats me. Um, I don't know why. I think I get all nervous when I'm playing Harry and he talks to me in that accent. Yeah, and he talks all like this and I can't do the accent, but um, he's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. All right, chaps. What part of India does he come from? <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I'm clean through I'm clean through on goal and then there's a voice in the background that um, shouting at him and he puts me off. But no, Harry's a great guy. <laughs> For sake, Harry, who can put the chips on? He's a great fella, Harry, though, and uh, he'll be he'll be further up the league, no doubt about that. Burnsy, um, he, he struggles with the game a little bit, rages at the uh, at the Xbox, um, and uh, I think he'll improve. I think the big shot for me, guys, to sorry to keep going on, but um, is is emotional worm down there in uh, what's that ninth position uh, with only one win so far. I was expecting him to be far higher in the uh, in the league. Um, I've not played him yet, so I don't really know what's going on there. Um, and the other big surprise for me is uh, the position of Tunners. I know that Jan, Jan put him at the bottom, I think, in his pre-season preview. Um, in, I've played him in a lot of friendlies, and he's beaten me far more times than I've beaten him. Uh, but I think he's just been a bit, little bit unfortunate in the league games. I think you'll see him climb up several positions uh, in the coming weeks. What do you guys think? Do you think it? Do you think it could be the pressure of actually being league games and not friendlies that's that's doing it for tenors? That certainly does it for me. I can beat people. I can play people in a friendly. You get a league game on. And the, the hands yeah, start sweating, start you start... Yeah. yeah, does that... Yeah, and it... it I don't know. It, it, I think so. It certainly does that for me until this season, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Joby, looking at that league, you know, do you think the way it looks at the moment, Wince is top and Patrick's is second, do you think they'll be the two that go <laughs> up automatically? Um, I mean, the way they're both going... Um, you said, Rhino, that you had Pack Fish above Wince. He's, he's played two games less. Um, he hasn't dropped any points yet. So I, I think that will happen. 
Um, yeah, I can't see Packfish and uh, Wince being caught. Um, fair play to you, Red. You're doing doing a great job, mate. You uh, make sure you don't get your nosebleed too early on. Um, pace yourself, pace yourself, don't you? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting league. I'm I'm hoping the guys at the bottom sort of uh, don't don't be so don't see it as a stressful thing. Try and enjoy it, even if it's your first season back or whatever. Just get some games under your belt and just think of it as a friendly. If you lose, you lose. If you win, great, it's a bonus. Don't don't put too much pressure on yourself thinking I've got to win or I don't want to finish bottom. At the end of the day, it's we're all here to have fun um, and win, obviously. Um, but yeah, we're, we're all here to have fun and it, don't put too much pressure on yourself. And then the, the results will just start coming. Um, for the new guys, I just hope that they enjoy their seasons, really. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be, a, as I say, for the other leagues as well, it's going to be a, nice to see who finishes uh, in the top, uh, well, in the playoffs, shall I say. And um, any, any, you know, is, is Soggy playing his uh, tactics, is he? Or yeah. is he just normally just, you know, you know we give him so much stick and fair play to him, he takes it on the chin. But every time I've played him, I've never seen him play any dodgy tactics i think he did it for that one game and just never and that was against game. me though it's uh, <laughs> uh yeah yeah <laughs> and it just it just so happened that everybody on the site was watching <laughs> yeah but, I, I will just say one thing about soggy really quickly i'm just having a look at his uh his current form and he's won four of his last five games but one of his results really stands out and that was a certain four nil win against harry Ooh. now Hang on, hang on. Firstly, Soggy has scored a goal. That is, you know, that's the first shock of the uh, of of the game there because you know Soggy that we give so much stick about for his ten at the back tactics, uh, you know, defence gate and all that. He's third in the league, having won five, drawn one, and lost two. You know, have we seen a different approach in the way he's played? Yes, I think we must have done because he's scoring goals and winning games, but. It makes me laugh because Harry is always one of these players that goes, oh, I beat Soggy. He's crap. He's crap. Well, that scoreline suggests something completely other. So, you know, he asked me, he's, uh, he's got a question in for the listeners' questions later, and I've got my answer ready, sorted for it. Um, but, you know, Soggy, if he carries that on the way he's going at the moment, he could be up there pushing, um, you know, I mean, I think he'd be in the playoff spot regardless. Um you know, he can be pushing uh, Wince and Packfish for those positions. Um, I'd expect Wince and Packfish to go up automatically. Um, you know, I think the top two there at the moment will be the top two that go up automatically. Um, but it is still, you know, Soggy will be in there. You know, carry on the way you've been playing, Rhino. I expect you'll be in there. The same with Payne Wales. Um, and then it's between Dio and Harry and Burnsy and Worm. It's still a little bit... Um, it's still a little bit too early, I think, to say who will get that fourth playoff spot. But um, again, next podcast, we'll know a little bit more about and probably be a little bit more clearer uh, who who will go up and who who will Guys, I've got a quick question playoffs. for you. Quick question. Huh? Cabbages, just on that point. Do you think he'd be a more loved member if he came on the mic a little bit more? He, I'm looking at the league table. He's the only guy that I've never spoken to. You know, he wants to be loved a little bit more. Is that something that... Um, you know, people can people should do just to get to get into the whole spirit of the community. I mean, I think it completely changes the game if you're not on the microphone. If you are on the microphone, if you're not on the microphone, I think you might take your games a little bit more seriously. 
Um, I've done it myself, you know, not been able to go on the mic and I haven't been able to have the banter. Um, but as soon as you're on the mic and you're chatting and you, you concede a goal, it's like you don't mind as much, you know, you're like, oh, you know, oh, fair play, you know, I'll have a bit of a laugh about it. And then, um, so, and, and that's the whole, we're a community, we should be chatting to each other. There's no reason for not to have a microphone on, I don't think, unless it's obviously in the daytime when I've got my kids at home and they're listening to their crap music, do you know what I mean? It's, you should me... be listening to that. But generally, most no. of my games are in the evening, so it's it's not this. You know, I played uh, just to let you know my two defeats against yeah. Harry and Diadect very quickly. Both con- uh, conceded the the winners in the last minute of the game, and I wasn't sitting there thinking, okay, it's okay, I've conceded a goal. I launched the the headset at the wall. There's dents in the wall. <laughs> I came out of the bar. I never spoke to Harry for the rest of the evening, so I do take it a little bit too seriously, <laughs> even if I'm on the mic. These. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry scoring ninetieth minute goals. No, I don't believe that. This is just—I tell you what, this <laughs> FIFA is broke. <laughs> <laughs> right, we we'll move on. Um, we we'll move on for the sake of the podcast. So we're just going to have a quick little look at the transfers. Um, you know that have recently gone through, and some of the big ones there. Um, and I, I suppose the most recent big one that's gone through is, or maybe it's not so big. I mean, you'll be able to answer this. Um, Keane, forty-one million from yourself. Oh, Michael Keane. Yes, 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 right. yes. Um, what was the question? I mean, I like I got Michael Keane from Jam, uh, overpaid really because I was desperate for a centre back. Then I, I I picked yeah. up a fantastic guy Mukael in the um, in the auction. Uh, and I found myself with four centre-backs, so I thought I needed to offload one, and um, Wells needed one, and, and away we went. I was happy to take a hit. I think people get too hung up on the odd million here and the odd million there. I mean, there's so much money in the league that, you know, if if I can do a deal for somebody, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're happy I'd like to have got a bit more, but I wanted team, to yeah. free up that space quickly, and... Um, and so yeah, so I was happy to take take that money. Yeah. Just looking at it actually, because yeah. Wells has just signed. Um, he just signed Vermeulen off me as well. But that was it's a seventy-seven rated, and that was only for fifteen million. So am I underselling my players? Do you think, or you know, is is uh, is Michael Keane definitely worth forty-one million? <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's a difficult one because I'm just going to use the uh, the recent one that's gone through as well. So Tammy Abraham. Has gone from Wince to Payne Wales for 27 million, and he's a 74 rated player. Alex Awobi uh, has gone from Payne Wales to yourself, Rhino, uh, for 27 million, so the same money, and he's a 77 rated player. Do is my question to both of you, and I think Wince uh, brought it up earlier on the shout box. Do you feel some people in the in the leagues? will pay the big money for a player that is well-known over a player that may be better off statistically, but a little bit lower rated. Uh, Joby, if I go to you first. Um, <clears throat> we all like using players that we know. However, we what we should be doing is doing our scouting and doing our checking out the, uh, the stats. The stats never lie. If there's a player that's better at finishing than somebody that's in the Premier League that I know, surely you should be going for him. However, that yeah, people like familiar, familiarity. Um, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, me, personally, I don't 
I didn't know half the players in my team when I started with them, and I kind of do now. And it's like I, I watch a random game on TV, and I'm like, oh yeah, he used to play for me on the on on the fantasy league, and I didn't know nothing about him. But but then it's yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think I think you're right. I think people do prefer to have and play with players that they know over players that will possibly be statistically better. Rhino? Yeah, I think I think for me, um, pace, youth. Um, you know, do they play in the Premier League? They're, they're, they're reasons why um, players might go for a little bit more. Uh, in that instance you mentioned there, I know that uh, Payne's had Tammy Abraham before and played very well with him in previous leagues. So that might have a bearing. He might pay a little bit more because of that. And I'm I'm nostalgic too. I like playing some with some of my old players from previous leagues. Uh, the Packfish, very much the same um, uh, in, uh, in in League One. So I think there's there's a lot of various things that people look at. I think um, and and stats mean different things to different people. You know, if if I know for instance that Tunners likes a bit of pace up front. That's why he, he paid a very high price for um, for the Bournemouth chap. Josh King, is it? Um, other people like a, like a strong centre forward or, you know, lots of people like different things. I, I'll overpay if I like a player, if I've had them before. Um, and it's not necessarily, uh, I saw something on the shout box about not knowing anything about football. It's just a case of, you know, for me, I want to play with players that I like in real life uh, yeah. and... Uh, and, that, and that's what I do, and I'll, I, I will overpay as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. It's down to everyone, isn't it? They all uh, people will pay what people think the players are worth. Some people will think what what you may think is a uh, is a good deal for a certain player. I might think isn't. It all comes down to personal uh, personal opinion and personal preference. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, that's um, that's that's good. Uh, well, Ash, can I yes, can I jump in with something? Ash, can I? Sorry about this. I saw something from you. I think it was earlier today. May have been in the shout box. May have been yesterday. That you, you have a feeling that prices are overinflated in the market at the moment. Um, I, I I would just like to say that that the market is the market. If there's a lot of money in the market and a lot of players, good players, the prices will go up. It's it's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, I, I think that's the case. I think while you've got people in the league that are on the money they are, um, I think you'll continue to see it. Uh, it is, I mean, you just look at the, you look at how much has been spent in the leagues this season, um, and I can tell you exactly how much that is. So all in all, there's been over three point two billion cent spent in the transfer market before yeah. the se- uh, since the season started, um, which I think says. Two things: one, the amount of money that's in the league, and secondly, the sort of money that players are going for. You know, um, yeah, I, I think we'll continue to see it. You know, I mean, it'd be nice to uh, see uh, some of the people in the top money spend. You know, with the top money, spend some of it. Um, and spend not some money, Tans. Spend some money. <laughs> well, I didn't want to name him, but I seeing three, you million just have now. three million, three million, three million. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see, but I think we'll. I think you're right. I think we'll continue to see it. Um, And there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of questions later on for the listeners' questions that have come in sort of around that as well. So um, we'll come to that in a bit. Um, I'm obviously a little bit conscious of the time, so we will move on. We'll just have a quick little look at the last BFAs. 
Um, and we saw some again some big money spent there. Uh, if you've had time to have a look at the last set of BFAs, do you think who who uh, who's got the best deal out of them, uh, Joby? <sighs> it, again, it's each to their own, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's um, the, the way the money's being spent nowadays. You're looking at the BFAs and you're looking at the transfers. Um, is uh, the money that people have paid for the players that they've got? If they are to sell them, are they going to get that money back? Um, personally, I don't think so. Um, people are spending, overspending because they've got the money to spend at the moment. I think is just oh, he's an eighty-rated uh, striker, so I'll just whack. You know, God knows it, it, it doesn't matter. You know, he's a seventy-nine-rated striker. Sixty million. You know, is it for uh, is it for Philip? I think Diodex spent. Is it sixty million? Um, I'm just trying to find yes, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that one earlier. Now, and it's if you've got the money to spend, spend it. But uh, I can't see myself ever spending over sort of 50, 60 million pound on one player. But then if a player comes up that I want, you're going to spend the money. So um, nobody really sticks out. I mean, I don't know Bertie with the the 80 rated striker for 25 mil. When you've got uh, a Wilson that's gone for seventy mil and he's a seventy-eight, it's it's crazy at the moment. I'll, I'll jump in as well. I, I um, that there are bargains to be had with his BFAs. You know, Packfish got Nathan Aki for twenty-three point nine million, and he was my number one target. And I just stayed away from him because I thought he was going to go for a lot of money. Um, I nabbed Romero, the goalkeeper from Man United, for forty. I. I I sniped Wintz at the last minute for forty point one million. million yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he and he drops he drops quite a lot. Um, I don't think he's as good as uh, Lossell that I had before. But I, I think I think the auctions are good, and people I think people always expect the players to go for big money. But I think you can always nab a bargain here and there. Bertie and Packfish very good at doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I'll, we'll carry it. I'll just jump in a sec. You're saying about goalkeepers, about him dropping a bit. Do you think there is a lot of difference between a 75-rated goalkeeper and an 80-rated goalkeeper? I'm only no. saying this because, I'll tell you why, because there's been a transfer today and it was, I had an offer from um, Wintz and it was 40 million plus Fraser Forster for Ospina. Now, I did not want to sell Ospina at all. I, I love him. He was He's... It's kept so many goals out, um, but forty million plus Fraser Forster—that was just too good to turn down. Um, and I've used Forster a bit, and he's a little bit leaky here and there, but I can't see much difference. Um, so I think I've grabbed myself a bargain there, to be honest. Um, I, but yeah, saying about goalkeepers, do you think there's much in the stats? I I don't. Um, I don't at all. And and you know, I went for Romero because he because he plays for Man United. Um, I like a tall goal- goalkeeper. There's one member on the site who really likes tall goalkeepers. Uh, Bertie, not sure. I can't remember how tall he is. I think he's six foot five, actually. Um, but Bertie, uh, yeah. So, so I think I will overspend for players that I like, and, and that's what that's what I've done. I think um, the Wintz has paid a lot there for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and. Uh, just quickly, I think, you know, obviously you, you talked about Morega, uh going for 25 million. Yeah, that's a good deal. But it, it goes back to that point. People will pay whatever they feel is necessary to get the player they want. 
you know, and uh, again, back to the transfers that we spoke about, you know, and seeing big money for players um, and perhaps overspending. Well, you definitely will get overspending in a BFA um, and you'll continue to get that um, too going forward. Right. So we're going to move on now to the golf and Rhino, you're going to uh, talk to us a little bit about what's uh, what's happening with the golf, what's going on, what's happened so far and uh, what we can expect coming in the future. Great. Well, so over to you. Thank you very much. Um, first thing to say, I think, is uh, Bri did a, a great job with the golf last season. Um, we, Welzer and I took it over for the coming season. Didn't want to change too much because I thought it was uh, it was very well run. Uh, we thought that a, a an eight um, tournament season was about the right sort of level to start with, and two rounds per event. So we kind of you know we just followed on really from uh, from what Bry did last year. What we've changed slightly differently this year is we have uh, we've gone mainly for real life courses that are on the new game. Um, the new game came out about a month ago, of course, and um, after about three or four patches, is now playing very, very well. Uh, we started off last week with uh, the TPC Boston course, and, and you won't be surprised to see that Paul Lowe's shot a very low couple of rounds. Um, we're going to have to tweak his handicap, I think, for next week. Um, I've got the results actually for that for that tournament. So, people that don't know, it's uh, done on a handicap basis. So, Welser and I will test the handicap before the event. So, people will will have those and they'll know what the handicaps are. And then you play the game and you see what score you get. A bit of simple maths, and we can see who who's um, who's winning. Um, so. The, the, the winner from last week's tournament was actually Bob Bank. Uh, it's great to see Bob back involved after leaving the uh, the FIFA League. A uh, really top guy, that fellow is. And um, he had a storming event and uh, won the tournament on 14-under. Paul Lowe's came second uh, on 11-under. Then Bertie and Big Bry, 8-under apiece. Bunsey at 7-under. Joe at 6-under. Uh, Wizbox, who's um, new to the golf tour. Good to see him uh, him on there. Uh, then Welzer and myself. So uh, we didn't have a very good uh, start, either of us. So, um, But we're in charge of the handicaps, right? So uh, well, that will change, believe me. And then, <laughs> and then Turner's, Turner's and Saucer Set uh, came down the bottom. Now, Saucer Set is new to the game, I believe. Um, he, my message to him is keep going. You do get much better very quickly with this game. And um, it's good to see you on board. And uh, hopefully you'll move up the, the leaderboard in the coming in the coming weeks. We've just started. Do you know, I can vouch for that. Yeah. I can vouch for that. When I started the golf club last year, I was absolutely awful when I read. And I, I was just absolutely terrible. Yes. And then gradually you start getting back into the game and you like, and, and suddenly you have a decent round. And it's the best feeling in the world. And the next hole. Screw it back up again. Just and it's, it, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's just one of them games that it's just up and down so easily. As the Irishman Bertie would tell you, it's just like real golf. You know, you have one, one exactly. You, you have the odd bad shot, and and the key to it is when you have a bad shot to get straight back into it and not make it worse and worse. But just to finish off, we, we're we're doing Sawgrass this week, which is a, a fantastic course with um, the Island Green at number seventeen. Everybody's playing that at the moment. 
Um, and then we have our first major of the of the season uh, at Pebble Beach in two weeks' time. So um, hopefully everybody will get out on the course for that one, and uh, I hope everybody's enjoying it. But I just want to say one more thing: if anybody's got any ideas for the golf, we'd be more than happy to uh, for season for the following season. More than happy to uh, to, to take a PM from you. Yeah, I mean, this is great. I mean, if you haven't got the golf game yet, it is coming out physically very soon as well. If you're someone that on the wants to pick up the physical copies yeah. of games. Yeah, yeah. So disc copies coming, I think, some point this month. Um, so keep an eye out for that. But, you know, if you if you do want to get involved or you do have any suggestions, uh, then keep an eye on the uh, on the golf forum. You know, it obviously it's got its own little segment and its own little sub forum on the site uh, for any recent courses or anything. And if you've got any suggestions, then do chuck it over to Welser and um, and uh, Rhino, because as uh, as Marcus is always saying, you know, there might be uh, there might be one idea from a, a member that is the game changer uh for for that you know for the golf for for fifa as well um so don't be afraid to speak up and it's nice to see many people getting involved with the golf and you know with it coming out physically maybe we'll see a few more people come along too Ash, i've heard that harry bought the game harry's um, got the game now so he'll be added to the uh next week's yes i mm-hmm. believe harry's uh I believe Harry's picked it up, so uh, Harry will probably join you. I'm going to smash him, by the way. Smash him. (laughs) Um, Right, we'll move on quickly. And this is going to be a bit of a new segment for us on the podcast. So obviously we have Rhino uh, with us today. Uh, So we're going to do a little getting to know know Rhino. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, not 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 like that. Um, right. Well, obviously, you know, we know a little bit about you, but for those who don't, um, I suppose the main things is, you know, what do you do for a living? Whereabouts are you based? And uh, what sort of uh, passion? Uh, what sort of hobbies? Do you uh, have? I'm a sales manager, so I work from home a lot, um, which uh, means my availability is quite good for uh, playing some of these games the odd lunchtime and, and uh, here and there. Uh, I live in, in Northampton in the middle of the country and I travel around a lot. So I've met one or two of the guys as I've been uh, uh, traveling the country. So, uh, yeah, there's a, um, there's a, there's a story to tell about that. Oh, uh, do do we have time for that, Ash? <laughs> yeah, I think we might, we might have a couple of minutes. If you can, I'll try uh, and do that. I'll then. try and do that. So, um, <laughs> My boy Tunners lives in uh, Kingston-upon-Hull. Uh, I have a customer up in Hull and um, share a, a, a cup of tea with, with him every now and again. Uh, maybe do a transfer deal when I'm up that way. Um, so Jaminator, obviously, is one of the stars of the podcast, uh, also lives in Hull. And, uh, and I was on my way up to see Tunners, uh, or to see my customer, actually, but... <laughs> on my way to see uh, Tunners as well, when I was listening to the last podcast. Um, and I heard that Jaminator uh, was giving his predictions. And, and I nearly crashed the car when I heard that his prediction was for Tunners to come bottom of the league. And uh, I, I couldn't help. I stopped the podcast, gave him a ring, and, uh, <laughs> and he wasn't best pleased, I can tell you. So uh, I think the first thing Tunners said to me was, I know where that bastard works. Um, 
<laughs> so um, so I, I did my business, my, my customer meeting, went round to, to see Tunners. We, I can't remember who we did the deal for now, but we did a deal uh, in, the, in, the, the, um, in his workplace over a cup of tea. And, uh, and uh, we, we wrote a ransom note for Jaminator. He told me where Jam works. Uh, I had a bit of spare time. We wrote a little note. Uh, in case he wasn't there, I wanted to, you know, hand over an envelope and, uh, you know, see if I could stitch him up in some way. Um, so I, I went over, went across uh, across to the other side of Hull, um, spotted the the, the Specsavers um, store where he works, and uh, walked up to the door. <laughs> um, I had his I had his real name by the way. I didn't go up to the uh, to the desk. Inspect Savers and ask for <laughs> DX Jaminator. Um, but I asked for him and uh, James. I hope he won't mind me saying saying his real name on air. And uh, the lady goes to get him, and he comes bounding down the stairs. Very confident young man. Very smart. Takes a look at me. Broad broad grin on his face. I gave him the brown envelope, told him to go in the corner and read it. Uh, and in the, in, in, <laughs> we had a bit of fun over it. We had a little bit of a chat. I dragged him outside for a photo. Um, one of one of the girls from Specsavers came out and um, and posed as well behind. And he was a really really good sport. So we had we, we just had a couple of minutes together. Had a bit of a laugh. Shook hands. I've spoken to him for quite a long time now over the the Xbox. And uh, I then left him to go back in and explain to all his colleagues who must be th thinking, what the hell was going on there? Um, so just a message for you guys. When you're giving predictions on here, you never know who's going to hear them and who's going to be upset by them. Um, and who's going to turn up at your hey, stop? He was right, though. Who's, who's bottom of League One? <laughs> you know. Oh, well. Tunners. Yes, <laughs> he yeah. was right. He was right. You've got to give that to him. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Um, we are going to move on quickly. So we're going to move on now to the listeners' questions. So uh, we've been sent a couple of questions. I'm going to read them out and then pinpoint both of you. And then there's a few questions for you, Rhino, towards the end that are solely directed to you. So we'll get to those in a minute. So. Question number one, this has come from, um, I'll have to check, I've got the question but not the person who said it, so you'll know if it's your question or not. Right, given the current market, who would be classed as the most valuable player in the leagues? Who would bring in the most money? Um, I suppose it, that would be for you uh, as, a, as yourself, so Joby. Who would, who would be the most valuable for you? Out of my squad? Out of my team, do you mean? Out of the... I think out of the leagues. Out of the leagues? Yeah. Well... Probably one that needed <laughs> a bit of our research beforehand. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> looking at... I don't know. I mean, it depends... You're looking at a player like someone... It depends who's got older than them, really. I mean, the way that Rooney's going with Aaron at the moment, he's smashing in the goals. Um, he's getting on a bit, but if you can use a player to your advantage, um, which I'm sure Aaron's doing, is someone like that. But I think it'll be definitely be a striker. Um, off the top of my head, 
Um, I've, I've done Muriel or somewhere like that. I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Rhino? Um, who's that fellow that plays with uh, Malian? Is it uh, Perisic? Pulisic. He's a bit of a oh, handful. Pulisic, Pulisic. He won't sell him for love nor money. He'll be expensive. Um, maybe I'll go for one of my players to just to raise the profile and, and get a big price for him. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go for it. it is, I'll, uh, I'll mention one of my players. David Neres of Ajax, 79 rated. Best signing I've ever uh, I've ever made. Fantastic player. So uh, that's 230 million. <laughs> he's, he's good Peter Crouch Scott, he's very good he's not he's just yeah. tall <laughs> I'm going to go for, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come it's in here one more got. thing one of Paul Lowe's players because he'll just keep the, that player for sale as the price goes up and up and up and he'll just sit there waiting for the uh, the bidding to go higher and higher so one of his players <laughs> um yeah, yeah. Um, for me, uh, I'm going to go for someone a little bit different. I mean, I might not necessarily um, go for a lot of, well, not maybe lots and lots of money, although I think he probably would. And that is one of Vinicius Jr. from Buncey. Uh, plays out on the wing, but Real Madrid, I think he's doing well over there. I don't know if he's starting or not, but I think he's, uh, you know, doing well. We'll be getting plenty of uh, upgrades and uh, you know, uh, in the match day ratings and whatnot, I think he would go for big money, big big money. It'd be interesting to see if he went up in the market tomorrow, how much the bidding got to. But yeah, he's a player that for me would probably be one of the most valuable ones. Um, so that answers that question. So next question: When will you say something positive about me? This came from Soggy Cabbages. I have this person written down because. He said me. Um, well, I think we did. I'll, I'll answer that one. Yeah, yeah, we do. You know, <laughs> well, we, we didn't say you were defensive. You know, <laughs> you're third, third in the third or fourth in the league, and you know, and he scored well. a goal. I mean, what more does he want? Scoring goals. I know. You know, <laughs> it's a new FIFA. Obviously, suits him better. Maybe obviously a change in tactics as well, but you know, it's, if you if you'd done it last season, uh, Soggy, maybe you know it might have been a better season for you too as well. Then as well, you know, it's nice to see you uh, playing attacking football. Um, I think that that's a bit of a group uh, <laughs> group. Well, one more for me on that. I think we all said something. Get yourself on the mic, Soggy. Yeah. Join in the banter. Join in the yeah. fun. Get in some <laughs> events. Yeah. You know, play some events, and then that's that's when people are going to warm to you. I would say. Um, question number three has anyone surprised you in the transfer market and do you think the transfer prices have gotten out of hand I suppose we talked a little bit about this earlier um, but Rhino we'll we'll start with you excuse me a minute I'm just anyone that's surprised I'm just PMing Buncey how do you spell that Vinicius thing Um, (laughs) are you talking about uh, league members or are you talking about are you talking about league members uh, as in surprise, or uh, yeah, I think I think league members, I think league members in terms of their transfer. Yeah, I think I, I think I think people should get more involved in the transfers rather than just sitting back and moaning about it, moaning about the market. That's my view. Um, I think I, I don't really know who's spending a lot. I I, I know 
you've, you've got people, and we mentioned Tans earlier, right? Tans, you, you've got 170 odd million or whatever, and and you're, you're being tight over the odd million or two million here. Get involved, sell it, buy a player. Who cares if you pay 10 million more than he's worth? Just, you know, just get involved in the market. That's what I would say. Um, I think Joe paid a lot for Trent Alexander-Arnold, didn't he? But he's a Liverpool fan, you know? So he paid a lot for Lozano. Lozano is a player that would cost you a lot of money. Uh, Joe talks about him most nights and how brilliant he is. So uh, I'm sure that'll, that'll be a lot. But I just think we should all get a little bit more involved. Joby? Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. You know, I'm I'm one to I haven't been much involved in the transfers, and um, I have a bit more this season. I've bought or sold maybe three or four players. Um, now I've got a bit of money behind me. I'm, I'm going to look out to buy some more. Um, I think somebody I can't remember who mentioned it. They just said, you know, ch- change your squad up a little bit. If you're getting bored of the game, just change them up because you're using the same players game in game out. And I think that's where I stagnated last season. It just had the same players trying to say, do the same things, um, to, you know. And it, I've made a couple of changes. I've also playing four two four now, um, which is working really well. And um, you know, I mean, get involved. Hey guys, guys, guys I've got a quick story. Yeah. Got a quick story. So I'm I'm in I'm in the Netherlands on business this week, talking to a colleague of mine, a big Ajax fan. So I start talking to him about his, the players, uh, not telling him obviously that I'm a FIFA player, but um, I'm talking as though I know you know how good Ajax are, and I'm talking about um, my players. And he and he and he tells me the the one player you've got to watch is Frankie De Jong. So I know that Jam has Frankie De Jong. So I get back to my hotel room, pissed, starts messaging. Frankie De Jong, I started off at about 45 million. I think I finished off at like 75 in the end. And he still said no. I think Frankie Frankie De Jong is a player that could go for a lot of money one day. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on him. Right, next question. Uh, And I think this is more, well, I suppose it's one for all of us, really. Um, will you review predictions at all from the start of the season and have there been any shocking results? Joby? Um, has there been any shocking results? There's been a few high-scoring games, isn't there? There's, um, I think it's, I think there's been less shocks than there has been previously. Um, I think the people that we've said are going to be at the top are roundabout at the top and the same down the bottom. So I don't think there's going to be too many shocks. Uh, Do you know who season. that came from, Ash? Which league they were talking about? Uh, uh, I think it was just in oh, well, general. I suppose, um, I suppose Rhino, a... you. I suppose you're the uh, shock. <laughs> <laughs> you've got, uh, you've it, got to be no, real, I, I, mean, I think. I, Maybe so. It's early days. It's early days. I'm going to go, I mentioned it earlier. I'm going to go with Diadex. Diadex 6, Emotional Worm 1, was uh, a big shock last night. Huge shock. Yeah. Yeah, this is some, uh, that, is a, that is a shocking result. My prediction, by the um, way, sorry to interrupt you, Ash, my prediction like <laughs> is going to be pretty much spot on. Toggy's going well. Um... And Worm's not doing so well. But apart from that, I think my predictions are pretty good so far. Yeah. Yes. Well, we'll wait and see. Next podcast, 
We'll see if they're still right. Right. Next question. Is there an appetite amongst admins? I presume we've been pinpointed this question because we're all admins. Is there an appetite amongst admins to have a larger squad? Now, I'm not too 100% sure what this question means. I, I suppose, does it mean in terms of squad limits? Or I presume that's what we're talking about. So is 20 players enough? We get we get this um, quite regularly when new players come into the league. Uh, they start buying players and they all, all of a sudden they find themselves on 20 players. Uh, and, they, uh, and then they're looking to, for a spank and, and it's... I personally would like to see a larger squad. Um, maybe, maybe an extra two players. Um, I think I, I don't see what harm that would do. Uh, it, it bugs me when I go onto the Xbox, put my team in, um, when I update my team every week uh, for tans. Um, that that you, I, I, I don't have enough players to fill. The Xbox won't let me just stick on fifteen or sixteen players. It wants. You know that that bugs me, and yeah. I just think, yeah, an extra couple of players. I don't really see the harm in that. It might invigorate the market even more. I'm not sure. I don't see the downside in increasing squads anyway. Joby, I think as well. Um, I think this is me trying to look for a goalkeeper earlier as well. Um, I think we should all have three keepers each because if you've got two keepers, if I'm looking at your keeper going, do you know I fancy putting a bit, a decent bit on your keeper? You're going to turn around and say to me, I've only got two keepers and you can only have one keeper. Uh, you can't have one keeper. You need to have two keepers in your squad. Uh, therefore, I can't sell you this keeper unless it's a swap deal for another keeper and you're not going to want two crap keepers. So I think we should up the, uh, the goalkeepers to three. Um, you know, have a couple of crap ones and then a decent one. At least you've got some. That's a bit random, Joby. Um, other than that, <laughs> I know, but that's what I said. I was, I was looking at looking at some keepers earlier, and I was like, right, if I'm going to get rid of Ospina, this is serious business, right? I like the looks of him; he's 80 rated. I can't put a bid in for him because you've only got two keepers. Unless I, unless are you going to want a 62 rated keeper and uh, my? I was on three keepers last week that. after the BFA. Um, I could not get rid. I wanted. I didn't like being on three. I wanted to get down to two. So I basically gave away Lossell, who's yeah. six foot five, brilliant keeper, who I'd quite like back actually. Virtually gave him away. Yes, yes. Arrow, yeah, I think it? so. Yeah. So maybe I think maybe everybody has three keepers because then you've got a little bit of leeway to, to play with uh, to play with your keepers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's Maybe go to 23, so a 23 man squad. Maybe add a little bit of uh, yeah, a little bit more realism to the leagues. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I, I, I never find myself really going to 20 players, you know. I mean, I, I sometimes find myself struggling to stay on the 14 players or above, but um, you know, maybe 23 players we could see an up, uplift towards. I think a few people in the leagues will probably appreciate that. Um, Right, I am really conscious about how long this has gone for, so we'll just crack through these really, really quickly. Um, question, will we see a player go for £100 million or more soon? It depends if Tans gets his wallet out, really. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that will happen, for sure. And I'll do it myself. Joby? No, I can't see it happening. Unless it's... Uh, unless. Marcus throws a spanner in the works and goes, look, there's an 85-rated player here. Just one. B 
bid on him, then everybody will go mad. But I, I can't see. Yeah, I can't see. I, it. I think we might see something go in a BFA. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if we see that sort of fee go in a BFA. I think we've come close, but I don't think you'll see that in the actual transfer market because I don't think anyone's that mad to sell for that sort of money. Well, I say that you've got Storm in the league, so maybe <laughs> we'll see otherwise. Right. Couple quick questions for you, Rhino. This has come from uh, one of your. Uh, it's regarding the golf, uh, so it's come from a golfer. So, question one: Which golfer on the AG Tour would you consider to currently be the most difficult opponent in a match play contest? Um, well, as the current match play champion, I think I'm well placed to answer this one. Um, Paul Lowe didn't <clears throat> didn't enter it for some reason, <laughs> so I was quite pleased about that. Um, at the moment, it's got to be Joe or Paul Lowe's. Joe is absolutely flying at the moment in the golf. And uh, Paul Lowe's is, uh, is also doing very well. Um, yeah, so those two guys. Okay, and second question. Does, do you think that using beginner clubs over pro clubs gives an unfair advantage in the current version of the game? Um, I've never used the beginner clubs. Um, I know that... That's a tough question, that. Uh, it depends on the length of the course, I would suggest. Welser and I have tried to lengthen the courses uh, compared to last year to make sure um, it sort of evens out the field. Because the thing is, with the beginner clubs, they don't go as far, but they're much more forgiving. So um, I, 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 think it, I think with the way we've set the courses up, people will want to play with the middle clubs uh, this year, and the uh, the guys using the beginner clubs will will need that extra length. Cool, excellent. Um, yeah, some really good questions there, and that is somewhere that we're really, really trying to push on uh, going forward. So keep an eye out for uh, posts that will come out uh, regarding uh, listeners' questions and getting them for the next one as well. Right. We are going to call it there because we are have now run over an hour. So <laughs> forty five minutes, nah. So then time fly when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it certainly does. Right, thank you both very much for that, Rhino. Thank you ever so much for coming on to uh, on the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and obviously about the golf and have you on for the leagues and whatnot. So. We'll all say goodbye, Joby. If you want to say goodbye to the uh, to the listeners, yeah. Thanks for listening again. Um, and it's uh, it's good to be back, uh, Rhino. It'd be nice to see you back on the podcast as well. It's been a good chatting with you, and it's uh, nice to have somebody different on as well. So it's uh, yeah, cheerio from me. If you are if you do want to get involved with the podcast uh, in the future, uh, do keep an eye out for posts and uh, PMs and whatnot. Um, because there will be opportunities. This is something that we do want to look at doing on a regular basis now going forward and having uh, a member on to uh, get their opinions on everything. So, again, thanks for listening all, and see you in two weeks' time. Goodbye.